Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. That's hooey and applesauce. Three words for that. Ooh, blah, and blah. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. Damn a Football fans, it's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. I hope all is well wherever you are. Things are rolling along here. We're getting ever closer to kickoff here. I'm over the moon about it. Welcome to episode number 19 of the Dave Damashek football program. Make sure you check it out, subscribe on iTunes, all that good stuff. And uh, as always, here in the uh, studio with me, Adam Rank. How are we, Rank? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. I told you to cut that out. Stop that already. You got it, boss. All right. Also joining us here because we didn't get to it as thoroughly as we would have liked yesterday. We we uh, we had uh, Michael Fabiano, fantasy guru at NFL.com in to really break down fantasy in general and specifically the experts league of NFL.com. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. I think the consensus was that Fabiano has the best team. I'm surprised that he right likes your team quite a bit, though, Rank. It's a good team. Didn't tout uh, the cool cats, Damashek's uh, potent squad. Listen, I don't want to be sucking up to the boss here, but it's a good team. Well, I'm loaded at running back. You can go back and listen to that one, uh, episode number 18. And uh, joining us here for a discussion, because we didn't get into the Eli Manning thing as much as we wanted right. to yesterday, although you did make a an interesting point. I, I don't ultimately agree mm-hmm. that uh, that Matt Schaub is better than Eli Manning, but it is an interesting but point that you made. never mentioned. 2004 draft, in case you missed it. Uh, you know, with Eli Manning saying that he belongs in the in the elite cate- in the elite category among QBs, you say that he's not even in the top three of his draft class. Of course, Roethlisberger, Rivers are mm-hmm. the are the big three from there. JP Lossman is nah. uh, is the big uh, is in the big three of the. But I think UFL, he could have but... thrown that ball to David Tyree, though. All right, that's fine. <laughs> But so, but you're saying, but Matt Schaub, that's a good point. Nobody ever talks about that. But anyway, so to to really break it down with us, uh, one of the new faces of uh, and 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 
none more handsome than the than the, the one looking across from us right now. The man um, feels like is, we're we're wasting him on a podcast. Yeah, it is. It's his great. Well, I mean, people often say the same thing about me. You know, oh, you all know, the time. Damashek, uh, the money maker, neck up. You know, but uh, I'm ruggedly handsome. He's more pretty. Is is the way I would describe it. And uh, anyway, it's Elliot Harrison from uh, from NFL dot com. He's a part of the fantasy show. He's uh, he's he's a scribe who uh, who transcends just fantasy though. He talks real football. We had some delightful conversations he's talking in the office ball? yesterday, and I figured let's get him in here to yeah. He, he loves to talk, talk ball. ball. I'm still a little stuck on rank saying hey boss. You know, it reminds me like when I'm out of the L.A. bar like Saddle Ranch or something. There's always that dude behind me that's like hey bro. Hey, bro. He's my Bacardi boss. Seven. No. Bro, bro. You know? <laughs> Dave signs my paychecks. That's not true at all. That's so not true he at is all. My, he's my literal boss. Your boss resides over in 280 Park over in New York City in the, in the nerve center of the NFL. And uh, our pal Mermelstein is always good enough. You know, we at the top of every show, we like to say what player wore the episode number best in sports history. And Mermelstein always is getting so upset about who I, who I left off the list. He's now just taken to, in advance, sending me who I who I need to mention. Johnny Unitas, of course, is, is number one. Lance always. Worth mm-hmm. obviously is another big one. Um, Stevie Y. Uh, the, the puck is ri- it's rich in puck names. Number nineteen. Stevie Y. Brian Trottier, Joe Sackick, Larry Robinson, Sean Rattel, Joe Thornton, Marcus Naslin. So pretty loaded there. Didn't Ooh, uh, Angels great Freddie Lynn. Oh, that's right. I think, I think people associate him with the Red Sox. What? They, then they do the Halos. But oh, they Bob Feller, Orioles Mike Greenwall, Joe Montana with the Chiefs. That's right. John oh, yeah. Montana with the Chiefs. Good call. Good call. Yeah, I think Johnny U definitely gets it. With but the Chargers. Well, no, because he didn't He didn't play. Montana didn't play for the Chiefs long enough, but yes. Well, doesn't Stevie Y, does Stevie Y, he's not as good in hockey terms as Johnny U is in football. We That's have to give close. it to Johnny. It's, it That's is closer. Close. And Joe Sackick might even. Jumping Joe? Be be ahead of, uh, of the uh, Stevie Y. Didn't Mike Greenwall, though, didn't he wear that 19 out there in left field? What was he? Mike Greenwald. Three at 39. Scratch no. him. Scratch him. Yeah, he was 39. All right. So listen, Harrison, we have much to kibitz about here. And um, let's start off with this Eli Manning stuff. And at first blush, you know, he says that thing. My, my opinion is on it. Good. Now I'd, I'd rather my QB talk that way than be. Oh well, no, I'm I'm in the bottom half of uh, NFL starting that's not, quarterback. That's not the other side of it, though. The other What's side, the other of, it side is of it. Say, you know, that's the kind of thing I don't really pay attention to. That kind of stuff. That's for you guys in the media to decide. I'm just trying to win games for my football team. Disagree. That's all I it's care about. swagger. It's I. I it's not enough he to just be quietly he, confident. I like. I want my guy to put it to let his team. What that implies like is I know. I'm not saying Eli Manning calculated this, but what it says to the team, I feel like, is it's all on me, fellas. We have a lot of talent here, but it's all on me. I'm and I am an elite quarterback. I am the one who will get us over the hump. And if and if we don't get over the hump, it's my fault. That's what I feel. Normal guy, normal guy says that, not Eli Manning. Like, he's not a swagger guy. All right. But you know what? You have to remember something. Social media. You know, we'd like to think that Eli Manning's sitting around watching Antiques Roadshow, not paying attention to anything, <laughs> and that's just not the case, because all his friends are posting things on Twitter, you know what I'm saying, Facebook, whatnot, that, hey, man, you didn't even make the top 100 players of 2011 list on NFL Network. That kind of stuff gets in these guys' brains, and I think for Manning, look, he won a Super Bowl. And oh, by the way, who's the starting quarterback on the other team during that Super Bowl? Tom Brady. 
And if you remember in the, the week leading up to the game, they said that, uh, well, they, they asked Tom Brady about holding them to 17 points. You remember he kind of had that smug reply like, yeah, 17 points. Yeah, like that will happen. And that's what happened. And I think for Manning, I would have a chip on my shoulder too, man. I beat you in a big game. You know, so why am I always ranked? Not only is he ranked below Brady, he's never even ranked in the top 10. I, that's that, that's exactly right. And by the way, you mentioned Tyree, and I always have to make, make this point. People all, uh, Patriots fans always talk about, well, if it weren't for that lucky catch, Ty- Tyree caught the ball with his helmet. Yeah, first of all, that counted. You know, Patriots fans, now you may not want to accept it. It may have seemed fluky to you, but that counted, that catch. And in fact, you did lose that game, and you didn't go undefeated. So move on. Stop talking about that as though because it was, oh, it was fluky. Yeah, it still counts, though, people. And the other point is your juggernaut offense didn't got shut down by the Giants that wouldn't have been you know the that catch wouldn't have been necessary if you would have double digited uh, the the Giants like you did most other teams that season so but let's it was keep the that defense and wasn't it a Asante it. Samuel who dropped a pick yes uh, yes so if he does what David Tyree does and we're not having this discussion but he did yes Manning, that's what football I, I, is right it's hard to believe a Manning was trying to throw away a big game with a game crippling interception <laughs> it nearly happened Samuel just couldn't bring well it what up. about that Harrison let's go ahead well I gotta admit uh, I hate to say that Warren Sapp is right on something but he makes a great point about that play the Tyree play that the Cardinal like that Eli broke major Cardinal sins for a quarterback he threw the ball late high and over the middle. That's like the three no-nos, you know? He's lucky <laughs> to is. get Tyree's ribs broken. And the fact that he made a play doing three bad things, it reminded me of Bill Parcells uh, a few years ago when he made some awful comment, and then his apology was more offensive than his original comment was. <laughs> you know, it's like Eli's first mistake was only outdone by his second mistake, which was only outdone by his third mistake on the play, and it worked out. And you know what? The Tyree play, that's not luck, man. That's not luck. The guy, that was a hell of a play. Yeah, by the way, that's another great point, too. Yes, the fact that it, the, the, the headline is it was on his helmet. But, yes, what a play that was to pin that ball against your hat like that and come down with it still in possession of it while the defender is, is trying to rip it away from you. Do you feel like Rodney Harrison had to feel the same way that Latimer felt in the program? Do you guys remember the movie The Program? No, yes. Adam. And Latimer, yes. talking about that terrible movie. No, that's a Latimer, garbage picture. Let me explain. Latimer is this big Roided up guy. He stops linebacker. juicing. Linebacker. Yeah. He stops juicing. He gets run over by a running back. You know, and it, it changes his life. You know, he's not juicing it. Rodney Harrison was once, you know, busted for HGH. He stops using. He's no longer strong enough to rip the ball off Tyree's helmet. Hmm. The parallels, they're, they're eerie. It's a powerful do you know what, analogy. You do you know draw. what Rodney Harrison's problem was? He wore 37. I know you're a uni guy. How many great 37s have there been in NFL history? Billy Campfield? Lester Hayes? 79 Eagles? All right, Lester Hayes. I'll give you Lester Hayes for a very short period. Yeah, it's it's interesting. For his career? Yeah. All their careers are short. short. 37. Wow, that is a— Kenny Rogers? That's a tough number. Kenny Rogers. Sean Alexander? Sean Alexander was 37? He was. 
He was. Huh? He was. All right. Well, so now Elliot Harrison uh, has, has I always been so. debunked. No, but it's always good to mention an athlete that was washed up at 24. So that was a good call from thanks the for, uh, uh, control booth. <laughs> thanks for ruining our shtick at the top of the show. By the, we've um, already jumped ahead to episode 37. All right, Harrison. So let's get into it because we were we were kibitzing about it in the uh, in the office. And so we got we have some philosophical differences, but a fascinating person, including, you know, we share a passion for uniforms, a mm-hmm. deep passion. Deep you know passion. what you're talking about. You it's not just that you say you like them, but when we started getting into it, you actually know your stuff when it comes to uniforms. It's the detail, it's good. man. It's that's right. The, detail. That's, that's the exactly gray right. pants on the Giants. That's right. Huge move. The gray pants, the flat, not the shiny, satiny finish, you understand. Right. The nice flat one. That's if, that's a nice look. If we're talking Eli, then would you rather have 86 Phil Sims uni? Or oh, 2007, no question. Eli. No uni. question. No question that it's the that's the Giants of 2007, and we were talking about our favorite matchups, our favorite uniform matchups, the best Super Bowl uniform matchups. That NFC title game, the Giants at the Packers in those frigid conditions. It, it could have been 1961 when they were playing that game. It was glorious. What a matchup that was. It was awesome, and I think that's a, the exact uni matchup they did have in '62 when they played. Oh, is that right? Just FYI. And yeah. you say your favorite uniform matchup in history is, and by the way, you're a Dallas guy. You're you're from uh, from the city. You're a Cowboys right, right. fan, if, just if like your pal uh, Fabiano. How do you feel, as a side note, about Fabiano being from the, the tri-state area up by New York, and he's a Cowboys fan? Are you cool with that? Well, you know, I liked Gary Hogeboom, too. I don't know why he has such a man crush on Gary Hogeboom, but I understand it. <laughs> Did you root for Gary Hogeboom when he was on Survivor? I didn't watch it. <laughs> did you watch it? Did you root for Glenn Carano when he was the starting quarterback for the USFL's Pittsburgh Maulers? No, but I think Glenn Carano might have done a guest spot and like, get me off this island. I'm a celebrity or whatever. I, he, may, he, he may have. All right. So your favorite uniform matchup, Cowboys Steelers, Super Bowl. Well, I have 13. two categories, kind of like everybody else. Super Bowls always kind of tend to get separated from everything else, like in our memory. Super Bowl, Super Bowl thirteen, and then Cowboy Steelers is classic, especially because the game was played on grass, which I think is very important to a uni matchup is where the game was Agreed. played. Agreed. That's almost, like I say in Lambeau in those frigid conditions. Well, yeah, that was great. Almost any game played in Kansas City looks cool, by the way. But uh if we're talking just any matchup in history, I love my eighties road blues at RFK on the grass and mud. Unfortunately, Danny White was usually getting face-planted by Dave Butts and Daryl Grant. I'm sorry, that's, love that's incorrect, though, because I, I know the navy blue thing is 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 valid, but I like the royal blue. I think that I one looks too. even better. That one looked cooler. Like I their think. Super Bowl five uniforms? Yeah, Super Bowl five against the Colts. I think even if you're a Cowboys hater, uh, Textram was genius when he came up with the idea for their unis. I mean, they have sharp-looking uniforms, whether you like them or not. They're very inconsistent, though. I, They've that's, changed absolutely. their that's combinations why I over them. They, they, they wear different pants. on the. They're different subtle changes in the silver pants at home and away. It's a, it's a, I, I don't care for that. Um, but you're in, Super Bowl thirteen was a great matchup. Super Bowl ten even better. Why? Because the Steelers still had the gray face mask. Yes. The color of Huge. steel. They're the Steelers. They need a gray face mask. They and they need the black seven, shoes. I think they changed that in 77. Bad move. Yep. I, good for you. See, he knows his stuff, right? He does. What about the— Why can't uh, you be more like Harrison? Stop it. Beautiful with, and with knowledgeable. Hair, yeah. In shape. Yep. You know, All those you keep things. that up about the beautiful, like on iron stuff, I'm going to start to feel like Mark Hamill. I really am. What does that mean? Mark Hamill. Yeah, I just I, I, I feel like Skywalker a little bit when y'all do so that. So what? Yeah, well, that's right. You know what? That's a that's a perfect analogy. You are Skywalker to my solo. 
You know, you understand? <laughs> I'm rugged. Do you know who Rank is? Oh, He's please. the dude in Cloud Job City. Job of the Hut. No, the dude in Cloud City that helped out Lando Calrissian, <laughs> like his main man, you know, that had the little thing going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the head thing. But yeah, I like I like Job of the Hut better. Though. I always wanted to be Bobo Fett. That was I always thought that was the Boba coolest. Bobo Fett was the coolest. He was when in front of you're too young to remember. Uh, but Bosk Star was a better bounty hunter. All right. Well, that's I mean, that's a that's a tough opinion to take. You know, I mean, did he earn the confidence of uh, of Darth Vader the way Boba Fett did? How many how many bounty hunters did Vader bring into his company? I mean, in the Cloud City at the party. You when, know what when he, he, he was like Daniel Snyder in 2000 when he brought Mark Carrier and Andre Reed and Bruce mm-hmm. Smith. Remember right. when the Redskins had that giant like, let's have a party with 35 year olds? At yeah, training camp. Yeah. <laughs> Boba Fett though, Boba Fett when they when the action figures right in front of Empire Strikes Back just before it came out, they released that Boba Fett figure ahead of uh, the little figure eight before movie. anyone else. And the the uh, snow sto- and the awesome. snow stormtroopers too. Yeah, and uh, but an untimely death and a, and, and and an undignified death. That I've was the said, worst. Death. My biggest my biggest beef with the Star Wars the original trilogy is that Boba Fett dies the way he does. He he deserved better than that. Come on, producers. Come on, George Lucas. That was that was no way to send Boba Fett out getting thrown into the Sarlacc pit because because Han Solo blind Han Solo right. like what Boba Fett Boba Fett and he turns around and he hits his jetpack and he falls into the it's Sarlacc slapstick pit. at that point. That's right. I didn't care for that. That and see that's why everybody gets upset about episode one like how like when the Jar Jar Binks thing and everything started you saw it in Jedi like it was already Ewoks. that Ewoks that little slapstick thing like oh it was starting already. You know what. Rank mentioned HGH earlier, and I got to bring it back full circle. Return of the Jedi, when when uh, Luke Skywalker's coming into uh, Jabba the Hutt's like main den, mm-hmm. those green dudes, those guys were jacked. <laughs> Remember, yeah, dudes I with did, the big overbite. They were a little cartoony for me. The green pigs, yeah. The the green Jacked. rhinos, yeah, yeah, they were. They the were. rancor was cool though. <laughs> the rancor was, yeah. was pretty good. Um, so uh, yeah, but uh, so that's my favorite uniform matchup there. All right, listen, let's talk about QBs, and then mm-hmm. we can get into more hooey and applesauce as we move along here. But so, what are the rankings? To me, I'll, I'll, I'll lay it out there for you guys, and then you guys can say what you think. I go number one QB in the NFL is Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how that can be debated. No way. Three years. His sample size is large enough that you that we now are aware of who my of who Aaron Rodgers is. He's not a one year wonder. He's had three good seasons statistically. His first one the team wasn't good, but he was good. That was his first year under center. Two years ago, great year. They get to the playoffs and then he answers all the critics, so he's never won a big game, and then he goes and does what he does. How can you question the fact behind a mediocre offensive line, a guy who can run away from pressure when he has to, a guy who is a legitimate threat running the football, he's inside the pocket, when he's in the pocket, when he's outside the pocket, no one has an arm like he does, or he's got among the best arms in the NFL, a team that was decimated by injuries last year, and he wins the Super Bowl by going on the road for all those games. To me, he's number one. How say you? I wanted to see what your response was, but clearly you're dropping the ball here. So I'm going to tell you my little theory. If Aaron Rodgers wore the number six, people would not think he's the best quarterback. He what does that n- mean? Number 12 what? is iconic, and it's etched in our brains because we all grew up sitting in our underwear watching NFL films. You know that to be true. I agree. Okay. Fine. Secondly. I he, like the number 12, but I, 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 th- that holds no water, that argument. I think, I, it I, just, hear I think it just – we're talking about little tiny ticks here, and that moves him up just one little tick. Okay? Here's another thing. 2007, Brett Favre takes that Packer team to a 13-3 and record, and they go to the NFC Championship, right? Good team. 2008, 
Aaron Rodgers puts up all these big numbers and they go five and eleven. And when I wrote an article about that, oh man, I got killed for it. You know, it's like, oh, it was the defense's fault and it was this person's yes, fault. Yes, there are mitigating yes, factors yeah. that have more it to is, do okay, than yes. with, with Brett Favre. Yeah, and that's his right. that's his first year. Okay, two thousand nine. They right. go to the wild card. He has that great game against the Cardinals. Right. And he got so much credit for that. This just in. He fumbled, okay, and the Cardinals wow. won on his fumble. Secondly, hey, he know, got hit in the helmet, yeah, he so they should have thrown a flag. BS. Watch the replay. The ball is coming if loose. If the defense makes a play, you cannot put that game on Aaron Rodgers. I'm not putting the game on Aaron Rodgers. He had a great game. That I'm, was one of the greatest games okay. of all time. And I'm going to tell you one that was a little bit better than, than that game was the one that Kurt Warner had in that same game. Was better You're than not going to get an argument from me yeah. about it, Kurt Warner. Okay, Aaron Rodgers misses Greg Jennings wide open in overtime by 20 yards in that game. Tony Romo misses that throw. Forget it. He's done for his career. Done. Okay, 2010, Aaron Rodgers has an amazing year. Wait a second. You cannot Wait, just is... gloss over that game. You cannot then. Like, yeah, he missed, he missed can... the guy. His entire season, his 2009 season, is doesn't then just get tossed out the window. No. Because, no, because of how that but game we're... ended in overtime. Hey, I am nitpicking like crazy right I now. I know. A but at the end of the day, much. you He are... had a great 2009 but season. But you're saying he's the best quarterback in the NFL. That's right. He I'm is. allowed to nitpick. If you said, hey, I think Aaron Rodgers is the fifth best quarterback in the NFL right now. I wouldn't argue with you at all. Oh, I would. I, if, if anybody said, said that, I would go crazy because, of course, he belongs third, in the top. If you said third, I would sit here and take it. But first overall, especially after Tom Brady just threw three hundred and whatever eighteen passes, broke the immortal Bernie Kosar's record for most passes without an interception. I can't do it. Well, I don't. But, but you listen. yourself were just talking about him. He lost to Eli Manning in the Super Bowl. His juggernaut offense got mm-hmm. shut down by the Giants. His juggernaut, his juggernaut offense got shut down by the Jets in the playoffs this year. Listen, I like Tom Brady. He hasn't won a Super Bowl post Spygate. He he. His teams get that embarrassing game in two thousand nine against the. Or, yeah, 2009 against the Ravens. Yeah, but the, Ra- was the that was that was but more that was the terrible. Defense, but yeah. he's been an average quarterback in the playoffs since. He's almost become Peyton Manning. Good points. Good points. But at the end of the day, Packers don't win that Super Bowl last year without Dom Capers' defense. Period. End of story. They don't win the championship. Of course, so when they- people bring that up, oh, it's the defense. Ben Roethlisberger has, has played with a good oh. defense. Listen, if you are a legitimate contender for the Super Bowl, it's it, it's understood that you have a good offense and defense. There are not very many teams that have won Super Bowls that have a dominant offense and a lousy defense or vice versa. They're, they're good on both sides of the ball if they're winning the Super I'm Bowl. I'm glad you were a homer for a second and brought up Roethlisberger. Totally oh, well, I'll, I'll get because, to him in a second. Because they don't win that AFC championship without him against the Jets. They don't. The play he made on third of down. Of course. Yes. Uh, they don't win the game. The Packers, Bears, NFC Championship, Packers could have won that game without Aaron Rodgers. He didn't play that well. In fact, he even said after the game, the offense gets way too much credit around here. We don't win without our defense. Aaron Rodgers is awesome. I just don't think he's the best quarterback in the league. So you're saying Tom Brady is? Uh, I think Tom Brady right now is, yes. Uh, Listen, to me, uh, you want to get into Homer talk. I go Aaron Rodgers one. Mm -hmm. I probably go Tom Brady two. Yep. But if we're talking about what's the most important thing, and I know this is what we were talking about in the office yesterday, uh, Harrison, is you said you, you asked me a question. What is the number one most important stat for a QB? What what do you consider? And I said, you know, I don't know that it's a legit stat, but it, it's who comes through in the last two minutes of uh, of the half, of the game, who's clutch, in other words, who pulls off the fourth quarter comebacks the most. That's huge to me. And look, what, what Aaron Rodgers obviously proved to be clutch last year in adverse circumstances, a, a team that was decimated by injuries, like I say. 
But if we're talking about who comes through in the clutch, Ben Roethlisberger does. He's not pretty. Everybody goes into the whole thing about how he, he's, he doesn't get rid of the ball quickly enough. He takes too many sacks. He, he throws a lot of terrible-looking balls. He Listen, Tom Brady and, to some degree, Peyton Manning and, and Drew Brees as well are, are much more— uh, surgical in the way they destroy you. It's it's awful the way Tom Brady as 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 somebody who likes the Steelers. It's awful to watch Tom Brady surgically pick the Steelers defense apart eleven yards at a time. I can't. It, it's it's hard to stomach. It's 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 a slow death. But Ben Roethlisberger consistently comes through in the clutch. He always does. And listen. Uh, someone else jumped into our conversation and they said, it's all about the rings for you. Yeah, it, you know, the rings do matter. The Super Bowl titles are hugely important in defining how good a quarterback is. Okay, so getting, is. so getting a team to the playoffs and also winning the Super Bowl are the most important things to you. So I'm going to defer to rank here. All Jim right. Everett and the Rams, you're a Rams guy. Jim Everett and the Rams went on a little playoff run in the late 80s. They made yep. the NFC Championship game in no, 89. I'm sure you remember. You cried and then you went and played Tecmo Bowl. Okay. Yep. Tell me. Were you there? How yeah. do you? That's actually accurate. Okay. Dan Fouts <laughs> took the Chargers on a little playoff run from 79 to 82. Would you take Jim Everett over Dan Fouts? Here's what I would do. And you're going to bring up the Rams. 21 on 21, I feel the Rams in the 80s were just as good as the 49ers. If you put Joe Montana on the Rams and you put Dieter Brock... You put Jim Everett. You put <laughs> all the go. other. You put all the other scrubs on the 49ers. Jeff the Kemp. Rams win those games. The Rams are the teams of the '80s. So yes, the quarterback does make a huge difference. But your Nolan Cromwell fathead aside, <laughs> I see what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. I just think Aaron Rodgers. Okay, Aaron Rodgers has won one Super Bowl. So by your method, but he's only played three seasons. Okay, he also sat on the bench his first couple years behind Favre legitimately. But again. I'm nitpicking because you're saying he's the best quarterback in the league. I think he's been. The, if I, all right, then who think is, about who is, it that way. If you you have to win one game, who do you want as your QB? Tom Brady. Tom Brady's your number one, even though he has. What if you're won, playing the he, Jets? Why hasn't he played the big I'm, game? I'm, why isn't he? Why isn't he won big games? I'm going to shock you right here now? too. I'd take Drew Brees over Aaron Rodgers to win one game. Absolutely, Drew Brees. All right, listen, that's a that's an interesting one. Okay, I go. Rodgers one, Brady two, Roethlisberger three, and then this doesn't really make sense then. In my own brain, I struggle with the idea that I know that it's hard to argue against what Tom Brady's done over over the large body of work that he has. It did last year. They get rid of Randy Moss. It looks like he has no receivers, and, and he's, you know, uh, you know, tremendously productive, obviously. But if you're asking, if, if I'm asking myself, who do I want to win one game? I'm, I'm taking Roethlisberger over Brady. How can you, or how can anyone construct an argument against that? I, you know, you and I are having this conversation. Someone else jumps in. Actually, it was Necktie Milner jumps in and says, "Well, what about the the, the big mantra of, of Roethlisberger bashers? Is he's he was terrible? They've won. Uh, he was terrible in the first Super Bowl that he won against Seattle. Yeah, but they wouldn't have gotten to the Super Bowl if he hadn't done what he did." on the route to the Super Bowl. Tackled, he was, picked up Jerome Bettis's mess? More than that, he was spectacular in the first half. It was not the running game that decimated the Indianapolis Colts in the first half. It was Roethlisberger's arm. And then in the AFC title game, the following week, that was arguably his greatest playoff game ever, what he did to that Broncos team to get them to the Super Bowl. That's one. And then he wins the second one with the big drive with Santonio San Holmes at the end. And then last year... 
you know, you want to play. He said, well, so if he didn't have one of those rings, would he then drop out of your top five? Yeah, he would drop out of my top five. But then on the other hand, what if Roethlisberger throws a touchdown pass in, in the last two minutes of the Super Bowl against the Packers and he has three rings? Then beyond question, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. True? Can I? I agree with that, but can I divert you for just a second? Please. You mentioned necktie Milner, which I have no idea who that is. <clears throat> but my you, don't name... know your, you don't know your producer on the fantasy football show? Oh, that necktie Milner. Yeah, yeah. I know that guy. Okay. <laughs> so my upstairs neighbor is a huge Incredible Hulk fan. And he's made me watch all the old episodes. And the episode he made me watch was called Necktie Nightmare the other night. It was with the chick from One Day at a Time. Not the one that married uh, Eddie Van Halen. Mackenzie Phillips? Mackenzie Phillips is like a singer, and Bill Bixby has to save her. And I think Drew Brees gets Bill Bixby'd a lot. I do. Meaning what? Because he's kind of like the the nice, lonely man. He's never mentioned in the Manning-Brady conversation. And now all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers is leapfrogged him. Of course him. he is. You know, he gets Bill Bixby a lot. It's not fair. I, I, I completely disagree with you about that. When he won that Super Bowl, he was immediately kissed into the conversations changed now. It's no longer just Brady and Manning. It's Brady, Manning, and Breeze. You have to have that conversation. I don't want to for the umpteenth time. Rank and I have have, you know, spent probably about eighty-three percent of all podcasting since we started this bashing Peyton Manning (laughs) or bashing him relatively speaking. The idea that he is just without question one of the top two quarterbacks is loco. I don't want to get into that whole thing, but you, so, so, all right. I don't want to get into the whole thing with Peyton Manning, but I, so Roethlisberger two or three. All right. I'll go breeze four. maybe Manning though, ahead of him somewhere in that range. Okay. But after that, it, it they, they fall away to me. The top three are Rogers in, in a sample size has won a Super Bowl in adverse circumstances. Brady has won his share of Super Bowls, but again, it is always worth noting has not won a Super Bowl in the uh, post Spygate. And Ben Roethlisberger, who in his seven years has been to three Super Bowls and won two of them. Well, how else is there to argue that point? I mean, I, that's fine. They had a, oh, their defense is so good. Yeah, guess what? The teams that they're playing in the playoffs also have good defenses, or else they wouldn't be that far into the playoffs. I got to tell you something. You know, we keep talking about Breeze, Manning, all these big names. But the one guy that doesn't get mentioned enough, and Adam, I know you're pretty high on this guy, Matt Schaub. Maybe right. he's not in the top five, but is it nope. a stretch to say seven or eight? Well, that was my point the other day, is when we talk about the 2004 draft class, we're, the argument is always Roethlisberger, Rivers, and Manning. But Matt Schaub was a part of that draft class, too. He was picked by the Falcons. I would... In fantasy, I like Shaw better. That's really what like. I was just going to say. To me, he's fa- he's up there in fantasy. I don't know that he that equates to him being one of the great QBs that he belongs in the conversation of the top six or seven QBs. Not top, but 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 Eli's not in that conversation either. He's not in the top ten. Well, listen. I mean, talk about that class. It goes. I, I don't. I don't understand Harrison. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You rank the, go rank the top rank the 2004 class. Go ahead. It's a great debate always. Oh, man. I mean, to me, and I know you hate this, but Roethlisberger and Rivers are on a par for me. I, How can I, they be on I, a par? One yeah, has Rivers. been in two Super Bowls and has played in three and won two. The other guy has been in zero and zero. Ta- so that's not it. his fault. Tap to break turbo. It's not. I, it's I, not. I, it's not his fault. No. I All can, right, isn't the quarterback the most important position on the field? Listen, Don't we agree about that? You know, there is sometimes like Don't they have a at, they have a good at, defense? When you look they at They had Ladanian Tomlinson? It's not Yeah, exactly. They had Ladanian Tomlinson. 
All right. Case Dave. in point. You're a Pittsburgh aficionado. I got so, a trivia, little trivia question for you. Lay it on me. Last year, Pittsburgh, first four games of the season, what was the record? What the, listen, what so was what? the record? What is so what? It the, was three and one. I know what the record was. Yeah. Without, so what? With, and they beat a couple of good teams. So I don't think that you can just point to the Super Bowls and hang your hat on that. However, that said, I'd be willing to put Roethlisberger a tick above Rivers. There's no way I would put. Him yes, in. if I, you're saying that they're if you're if you're saying that they're pretty comparable, then the tiebreaker the is tie are the Super Bowl right. ranks. That's how I would look at it. Exactly the way you just said it. Uh, I would not put Eli in that conversation. No. Matt Schaub, he's he may not be quite at their level, but he is just a notch below, and I would put him over Eli. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I like you know. Again, I may uh, you know when it's now become. The cool opinion to have that rings are a little overrated. Is Danny Marino is he worse than Trent Dilfer? No, no one's suggesting. Yeah, that's yeah. No one's suggesting that. But Eli Manning won a Super Bowl, and by the way, it wasn't again. It wasn't just the defense that won that game. Eli Manning was dynamite in that playoff stretch. He was great going into Lambeau Field and winning that game. He did, in fact lead that drive that won the game, throwing throwing the touchdown pass to Plexico Burris. And by the way, this is a, this goes against my point, but Eli Manning was having a really good year last year in spite of all the interceptions. Forget about all those picks. His fumble against the Eagles when I mean, the goofy, the, the world-class athlete looking uh, more un- looking a little less athletic than my grandmother um, when he fumbled that ball really changed the the division and the way things played out the rest of the way there. But if if that play doesn't happen, then I think Eli Manning and uh, the Giants win that division. Well, as much as I get sick of you guys treating me like I'm face from a team, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw, uh, throw out some serious, serious football stats for you here. Go ahead, Skywalker. Please do. Eli Manning, 30 turnovers last year. 30. December quarterback rating, I think, was 71.8, if memory serves. I don't he have a computer goes. in front of me. Think about that. Your quarterback rating in December, when it matters the most, when the Giants fell out of playoff contention, is low, and you have 30 turnovers. 30. That's two a game, man. How well, can you put that guy in the his top? His passer rating always goes down. We talked about the interceptions uh, the other day. The problem was is he had 25 interceptions along with the five fumbles. The 25 interceptions in 2010. In 2009 and 2008, he had 24 combined. So it was a little unusual for him to have that many. Okay. I think so because then the year before he had 20. So we don't know what we're going to get. If he cuts those down, if he gets down to 10, he's between 14 and 10 again. And I'm saying this because he's the quarterback of my fantasy team. If he gets in between those numbers, he's a little bit better. But you're right. The passer rating always is bad in the second half, or at least worse in the second half of the season. What about your guy, Tony Romo? I say this about Romo. He's, for some reason, is—I'm not sure exactly why. You know, when you talk about Tom Brady— it's it's one of those things that you, that you it's a requirement that it gets mentioned if the, he's on a national broadcast that to, that Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round mm-hmm. so that makes his that adds to his story you talk about number twelve I think legitimately the fact that he's a sixth round draft pick boosts him up in some weird way that you know he's he's the underdog well Tony Romo is even more that and when whenever Tony Romo is discussed. He, it, it's as though he just took over the reins. Like, hey, you got to give this kid time. You know, got to give this kid time to get up to speed. And he's been 
the starting quarterback for six years. I mean, Brady Quinn and Matt Leinart have played a combined uh, 20 minutes worth of NFL football, and they've both already been thrown on the scrap heap. Tony Romo, I know, has been, I'm, you know, it's a stretch to compare those guys because he's been tremendous in terms of statistical production. But it, for me, how about the? I know I, I, it's cool to say that the Super Bowl rings don't matter, but how about Tony Romo win a big game? How about that? How about he wins one really big game before we start talking about how Tony Romo is comparable to somebody like Ben Roethlisberger? It's I mean it's loco. If we don't celebrate I, the the Super Bowl ring, why do we play? A fair point. I just I feel like you just like invaded Manchuria on my risk board and leveled me, and then you're asking me to make my play. Here. <laughs> Go ahead, make okay. your play, fella. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my play for Romo. When we did the ranking for our instant debate on the website, I had Romo at tied for ninth with Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan. Okay, Tony Romo's winning percentage is through the roof. He has the highest yards per attempt all time, all time. Name it. Joe Montana, whoever, when the ball leaves Tony Romo's hands, the Cowboys get more yards than any quarterback in league history. That's insane. And then on top of that, and if he's not number one, he's always at two or three. Phillip Rivers is the only other guy that can claim that. And the last thing on Romo, I disagree with you on one point. I think this guy gets more criticism than just about any quarterback in the league, and it's unwarranted. And I can't, I can't quite figure it out. Think about it. Aaron Rodgers was a first-round pick, right? Mm-hmm. First-round pick usually has a lot of expectation. But everybody gave, just loved Aaron Rodgers because they hated Brett Favre so much. They were so ready for him to just hang it up, like make up your mind, dude. So the Aaron Rodgers basically got a mulligan or a free pass for his first year. It's like, hey, we just want this guy to succeed. Everyone was rooting for him. Tony Romo was an undrafted free agent who would have been on the street if Qu- Quincy Carter hadn't goofed up. They had Vinny Testaverde, Drew Henson, Quincy Carter, and Tony Romo in the summer of 2004. Romo was the odd guy out. Okay, if Quincy Carter doesn't goof up, he's gone. He doesn't ever play again. That's usually the kind of guy that people root for, the undrafted free agent from eastern Illinois who has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's kind of a fun guy. Instead, it's the opposite. Everybody hates him, and they love the first-round draft pick who was supposed to do but, this. No, but you realize, wait, you realize he plays for the Cowboys, though. Right. That's a great story if it's a guy who plays for the Chargers. No, and by guy- the way, and by the way, that's the way you are painting the picture is unfair to Aaron Rodgers because in the town that he was playing in, he was anything but a hero. We're rooting for his success. They were uh, keep uh, keep in mind the acrimony that went on. Brett Favre didn't want to leave. Well, he he did want to leave, and then he wanted to come back, and then he wanted to leave, and then he wanted to come back. But then Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy said no to him. And at least two-thirds, I would say, at least two-thirds, and I think I'm even being conservative about that, of Packers fans thought that was a bad decision. They did not like Aaron Rodgers personifying the decision that Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson made to kick their hero of heroes to the curb. And forget about the, you know, forget about Jim Taylor and Paul Horning and Bart Starr. The hero of heroes in Green Bay is Brett Favre for all of time, and they kicked him to the curb, essentially, See, with the I perception. Aaron Rodgers was resented. I mean, he, was not, he, I, I he wasn't beloved in his I first disagree. season. Imagine the pressure he had. To, how many times do we hear, you never want to follow the legend. You never want to follow the legend. Don't be that guy. Aaron Rodgers did it and succeeded. That's a great story. I think I think Ted Thompson was the villain there. I don't think anybody looked at Aaron Rodgers. I, I've always thought he's been extremely well liked, especially by the media. And ultimately, it's the media who's out there on the airwaves talking about the guy. And I always felt like he's been. Well, what do you think? 
I mean, settle this one. Am I am I way off or you're is... way off? Yeah. It's like I said, Tony Romo is a quarterback of the Cowboys. He's not going to get the benefit of the doubt. That's just the way it goes. You guys want to be America's team? You want to be on the Cowboys broadcasting I station? The Braves no, are no, no. America's team, so listen, so. you guys call yourselves the America's yeah, team. Yeah, you anointed yourselves. I, I love when people anoint themselves as America's team and then they say, How, how do you argue? We That's are America's That's not true either. That's what goes. That, that, is, to- myth, that is true. Myth. That's listen, not a myth. You know, and it's the same thing with Derek Jeter. I mean, Derek Jeter, nobody cheers for Derek Jeter. Nobody says, they hate the guys that play for the team. They play for the Yankees. I love his eyes. They play. <laughs> who doesn't? But you play for the Yankees, you play for the Cowboys, you play for the Celtics. People are going to hate you. Well, you're wrong about that. I, I like Derek Jeter. Do you? I do. I think I, I, I hate the Yankees. What's for, not to like about Derek Jeter? NFL, everything. First of all, his, his pants Everything. are too yeah, tight. His, he, he looks like a ballerina. He doesn't wear baseball pants. He wears tights. And then he's got to sit in the – he's got to go up to the to the, uh, to the the batter's box, and he's got to hold out his hand while he's sticking his butt out and like, okay, wait, everybody wait for me. I'm the most important guy in the universe. And then the way he stands there in the batter's box, and he's got to look every ball into the catcher's mitt, look up at the umpire like, look at me. I'm Derek Jeter. There's no way you could call that a strike. Because if I'm Derek Jeter and I don't no, swing, you're, it's you're not so a strike. Wrong. A- listen, Aaron listen. Rodgers, Air, I mean Aaron Rodgers, the other A Rod, and that's the worst thing about Aaron Rodgers is his horrendous nickname because yes. he, he took it. It's already being used and it's being used by a creep at that. But A Rod, Alex Rodriguez, is loathsome. Him too. Why? Because of the inability to come through in the clutch, at least most of the time. Derek Jeter, how can you dislike a guy who steps up when the mo- when the most pressure is on him? Oh my God, that is one of the most overrated myths. If there if there wasn't a twelve year old boy in the stands who reached over and grabbed right. the ball out of the Orioles, uh, what was the Orioles outfielder? Tony Tarasco. Is that who that was? was that, I, I can't I remember. remember but he, he, the, the little kid, you know, who has celebrated. If there's something like, if you want to talk about, if, oh, if this didn't happen, if that kid doesn't make that play and gives Derek Jeter that home run, does Derek Jeter become? The I don't superstar? understand how we got off on a tangent can, hey, can about I, you. Can I bring it back full circle, please? Okay, because I was always a Kevin Moss guy, but we were actually agreeing that the because he is a Cowboys quarterback, I think that is the problem. He's okay. never going to get the benefit of the doubt. But when me and you and Damashek and Kevin Moss and Derek Jeter were all growing up, we all watched Hensley Mullins. We Hensley Mullins. <laughs> we have Bobby Meacham. We all watched. Those NFL film team videos, remember? Yeah, like the Bucks went sure. two and fourteen. They always and have like, funny names. Yeah, on the rise, yeah, on the rise. On the- <laughs> it'd be like the Bucks may have had it. It's nigga. always positive, yeah. even if you yeah. went one yeah. and fifteen. It's got to have some. It, it was always it was a, even though but the Bucks the went negative forty three on their turnover ratio. The future is bright. The future is bright because of James Wilder. Right, mm-hmm. every time. Okay, nineteen seventy nine, Cowboys uh, team video. NFL Films decided to call it America's Team, and that's where the name came from. They offered it to somebody else, and they turned it down because they were correct. And then it was the Cowboys that said, oh, we'll, it we'll take it back. It was the Cardinals, and it was because how do you Hart, like, their quarterback was getting how do you, fat. How do you like uh, Mark Brady uh, handed me this? Producer Mark Brady handed me uh, this little note uh, just a moment You're ago. A dropper. Tony Romo uh, had a bachelor party. No alcohol. Instead, they played hide-and-go-seek in the woods. This is true. I know he's gotten criticized, and I, you know, I, he's, you know, it's either way he's going to lose in my book. You know, the going away in the middle of the season to Mexico with his lady friend, who, by the way, I saw in a restaurant in the Valley about uh, six weeks or so ago. Jessica Simpson? Ooh, no, not looking good. Not, Simpson? Yeah, Jessica Simpson. Ooh. 
Really? She's, uh, she's pushing uh, ranks weight. Oh, heavy set, stop it. heavy set. Uh, you know young, is young she married person. then? You know what it is? She's already married. She is. I don't know what she it's, is. It's the frozen ding dongs and ho hos that you put when you put them in the freezer. You cannot. That's, you can't stop a woman. That's that's the killer for Jessica you Simpson. Can't stop it. Well, one. listen. He had a bachelor party and uh, no alcohol. Fifteen or uh, fourteen or fifteen buddies. They ditched the alcohol and partying. Instead, they traveled to a cabin in West Virginia and played a few games of hide and go seek. The ultra-competitive Romo took pride in the fact that they played twice, and he won both times. He said, I stayed hidden for a while at a pretty good spot. It was probably about 35 minutes. Well, I don't want you to he, say he can't win the big game point. anymore. That's embarrassing. <laughs> what what That's am I supposed to do with that? I don't know. I'd like you to defend that. Defend uh, it. Okay, uh, you may I, have heard I, I, the, Mike, the, the quarterback that I root for has uh, taken uh, his share of bullets, too. And I am not defending him as a human being. I'm not holding him up as a as a big character guy, as a good character okay. guy or anything. I usually, I usually have a bodyguard stand outside the bathroom. Stand. All right. Well, listen, here's a, my only point on that is that I always feel like I, I, I must make. In a world when Kenny Britt may or may not get suspended, we don't know yet if, he's, if the commission is going to come down on him and suspend him for four games or whatever. But let's remember that Ben Roethlisberger sat out those four games that you made reference to mm-hmm. even though he's never been charged with a crime i'm not saying that he's a good guy mm-hmm. that he's that, that that i would like my daughter to grow up and marry him and become his uh his fourth wife by that time or anything like that but i'm just saying that uh that he's never been charged with a crime and he's taken his share of bullets i listen I, I I just wanted to throw that in. I, I guess it's not exactly what, 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 what we're talking about. What did that have anything? I just said the other it? side of the equation is is it? I wouldn't rather. So what do we want? I want my quarterback getting in trouble. No, I don't. And I'm just, Super I'm just, Bowls. I'm, that's okay, the, that's the question. There, maybe it goes too far you, the other way wait, when your wait, bachelor wait. party is going off to play hide and go seek with the fellas. Do least, you want a quarterback who's going to get in trouble with the law and win no. you a couple of Super Bowls, or do you want hide and go seek? I don't know. Alcohol free bachelor party. The answer is the answer is is C. I want something. In, in the middle, I don't, I don't want either. Guy. I don't want either. At one least of Romo didn't show up to a press conference with that awful half slick hairdo that Roethlisberger yeah. did, where he looked like a goon in the movie Cobra. I mean, yeah, but he had great. his backwards hat on. Yeah, or um, he had a little Sean Penn and Bad Boys look going too. That slick back <laughs> look just before he took out Esai Morales. Remember that fight to nearly to the death. If Esai would have had his way, Sean Penn would have uh, would have left there in a body bag. But Sean Penn. <laughs> Yeah, he showed leniency, you know, at the end. You know, he, he he almost took the shiv, and we think he stabs Esai in the forehead, but then they pull the camera back, and we realize he put it right next to his head, and he walks off, and he starts crying. Can I ask you guys a question, just to, again, bring, <laughs> oh, us, back, sure, bring yeah. us back in? I mentioned, with no comment from either one of you, uh, Kevin another— Kevin Moss? Kevin Moss, like 22 home runs, second half of 1990 season. However— you know, I was talking about Aaron Rodgers. I feel like he's kind of like the poster boy for the NFL. If I had to pick one B poster boy of the NFL, it's Matt Ryan. And I feel like he gets so much credit from the media. He just is a darling. And I had him ranked uh, tied for ninth. Where do you guys think that Matt Ryan falls? In the I, listen, it's the same thing for me. His sample size is smaller than Tony Romo's. But same thing. Listen, win a big game. There, it is impossible to put Phil Rivers and Tony Romo and Matt Schaub and all these guys into a category uh, that, that into that top tier until they win a big game. The fact of the matter is Eli Manning at least has you know made that great run. He had that one postseason. And besides that, he has been productive statistically for the most part. So... It goes. Rodgers won. 
Brady too, but maybe Roethlisberger. Because the list really should be. As a matter of fact, you know what? I'm 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 calling a a uh, an audible. The list isn't who are the best quarterbacks. The way to define it is who's the quarterback you want to win one big game because that's really what counts. So by that standard, I guess I'll have to say Aaron Rodgers because he won the big game. Roethlisberger too. I mean, it's hard to argue that point. Tom Brady. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning goes down to five. He just does not win big games. He's eight and nine, I think is what, or nine and 10 or whatever he is. He has a sub 500 playoff record for his career. And and I'm not going to get into the whole thing about the, this thing. He carries that team every year. They have Hall of Famers on both sides of the ball. He is the guys who he's played with. Dwight Freeney is going to the Hall of Fame. Jeff Saturday is. Edge James Don't probably is. Reggie Wayne is. Marvin Harrison, Robert Mathis. Bob but, Sanders when he was healthy. Yeah, when he when, when he was right, he was a he was an NFL was. defensive player. Player of the year, but the, the, but so all right. So he goes down. To, he's number five, and then after that, it's uh, you know. Then I guess you start with Phil Rivers. But the conversation to me is is who do you want to win one big game? You disagree with uh, with what part of what I just said? Well, there's one guy that, that well, I don't disagree with what you said, but I I have noticed that you keep jumping over one guy, and that's who? Michael Vick. And ah. I and I and I think it's because none of us know where to put this guy. And I couldn't help but notice when you're naming all this this pantheon of quarterbacks that his name never got mentioned. Why? Well, it's because his career divides into two parts. Obviously, he has the phenomenal season, and we actually talked about him yesterday, Harrison, you and me. And it's funny because it's sort of like, well, he's a one-year wonder, so how do we judge him because he had all those years in Atlanta? But as a matter of fact, he does deserve a different it's it's just hard to consider him when he was off in the clink for a couple of years it's it's hard to quantify who he is and i guess this season will go a long way to determining that when he's surrounded by arguably the most talented team now but in atlanta people forget the fact those teams were you know he the one year he did something at least in the playoffs that nobody else does and goes into lambo and didn't just beat that team but they smoked 2002 them. And then was it the following year or the year after that? Two years after that because he got hurt in 03. 03, and then 2004 he comes back and has in those new uniforms, which are not good. They should not, go back there. Not good. Right. Best best Falcons uniform, the red hats and red jerseys, red hats, black jerseys, and white pants. Oh, those are sweet. Red, red, gray pants. Not bad, though. Not That's bad. That's my Steve William Barkowski Andrews. Andrews. Yeah, yeah, right. The William Andrews, William 31. Andrews. Not a lot of great backs at 31. Alfred Chris Jenkins. That's right. Jim Taylor. Jim Taylor. Yeah, no, so those are Actually, a that's, that's a, not a bad little run. Yeah. Wait, Wilbur um, Montgomery? Wilbur Montgomery. Yeah, you know, one. now I've just blow up my whole theory. That's right. But uh, but uh, I, I guess I'm going to go with the red hats and black shirts. But although I'd like to see the, the modern guys come out in the red jerseys and red uh, red hats, too. But anyway, yes, those ugly uniforms uh, notwithstanding. Yes, Michael Vick and that team was really good, and they lose to the Eagles in the title game there. So right. it's not like um, he hasn't. That he's he just has some been skins a, on the wall. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yes. What I'm saying, or what I maybe I haven't said it, but what I'm thinking it, and Adam, I'd love to hear your thought on this, is that Vic, for the first time ever, was a pocket passer last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he ran for a lot of yards, but he really succeeded from the pocket. Did he ever do that before? He was an exciting player in Atlanta, but did he ever do that before? Well, a lot of the, a lot of the credit there goes to Andy Reid, and it's... It is hard to kind of judge his career because it almost seemed last year like he was a rookie. Obviously not a rookie. We're familiar with him. We're familiar with the stories. The guy I'm going to compare him to is the guy who he plays a lot like was Steve Young. Steve Young, but but Vic had more success in Atlanta 
than Steve Young had with the LA Express or with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But now he's had this this rejuvenation of his career with a great court with a great quarterback coach. You know, he went to San Francisco, played behind Joe Montana, Steve Young did. Now Michael Vick's getting a chance to learn how to play the position. I'm not sure he got that opportunity in Atlanta. So when everybody says that they expect Vick to take a step back, I don't believe any of that because Vick's just learning to be a quarterback. He's going to be smarter this year. He's probably not going to run as much, but he's going to be smarter. He's going to be a better quarterback. Michael Vick, to me, is a top five quarterback right now, without question. Top five? Well, go ahead. Who are you kicking out of that five? I then? kick Manning out. He's Payton. Would, Yes, Peyton. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. I mean, you, you scoff at that, as do most experts, but I still have yet to see, with the massive sample size we have, that you know, Peyton Manning uh, you know, has not produced in the playoffs. I mean, I don't know how anybody argues against that. Well, look at what he's done in the regular season. Terrific. But they play the NFL season to conclusion to see who the best team is every year. And he only has been one time. And Mike Vick's been in the league for a long time. It's an interesting point, but I don't think most people would buy off on that. What about Phil Rivers versus Mike Vick? I have Rivers ranked higher. When I did it for the website yesterday, I had, uh, number one, I had Brady. Mm-hmm. Two, I had Manning. Three, I had uh, Breeze. Uh, four, I had Roethlisberger uh, tied with Aaron Rodgers. I had Rivers at six. I had Vic at seven with an acknowledgement that he was amazing last year, but I need to see more than one year. Just like Garrett Blunt, I need to see more than one year. Uh, in the eight hole, I had Matt Schaub. And then tied for ninth, I had Matt Ryan and... Uh, uh, Romo? Romo, yeah, really. That's funny that you you you, you criticize Ryan and you praise Romo, and yet you have them tied. I would think because, you would have Romo ahead. Well, because everyone thinks that Matt Ryan is so clearly better than Tony I don't Romo. think. I, I think uh, they're. I think they're. I think most people have become cynical about Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan better have a big year this year and take him. You know, win a playoff game or two, or else he definitely will not. He'll, he'll fall from consideration of being a top tier QB or a top ten QB. You know what's fun though? I have to do this quickly because we talked about it yesterday. I promised we would get to this so i must uh, deliver on this you talk about it's for me it's about the deeds in the postseason tom brady obviously has three rings he's obviously going to go to the hall of fame although i do think five years ago if you bring up who's the best quarterback of all time montana maybe unitas and tom brady was definitely in the mix for that conversation maybe would have been everybody's choice is number one i don't think anybody would say that right now tom brady better win one more um if he wants to be a i don't know that that's not the chief among his concerns to be called the greatest QB of all time. But if he wants that, he better win another one. But think about this. This is a little game we play here, Harrison. It's called the NFL. What if one moment in history hadn't happened or were reversed? What if the catch hadn't happened in San Francisco? Things like this. We did. What if Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson what if they what if they had let Brett Favre come back? What then would have happened? The dominoes would have fallen. The butterfly effect and so on. Like I say, we call it the NFL. That's right. It's time for another edition of the NFL. So let's head back to January 2002, a snowy night in Foxborough, Massachusetts, for the Oakland Raiders and the New England Patriots in the divisional round matchup, as it's more commonly known, though, the tuck rule game. We know now that Tom Brady and then Adam Vinatieri and a guy in an Emperor Palpatine hoodie and the rest of them fellas won the game and started an NFL dynasty aided uh, by modern technology in no small part. But uh, what if the refs 
hadn't made that infamous call. Well, the, the Raiders would have ended up uh, heading to Heinz Field to play the Steelers in the AFC title game. Black and gold versus silver and black. A glorious renewal of a classic postseason rivalry. Move over, Mean Joe and Otis Sistrunk. Step aside, Bradshaw and Snake. It's Cordell versus Gannon for a trip to the Super Bowl. It's not a, a particularly great QB showdown for the ages, but it's still better than the Patriots in those ugly silver and blue uniforms rather than the far superior Pat Patriot getups. Anywho, let's assume the Steelers came out flat against Oakland, just like they did against the Patriots, just like they always did in home playoff games under uh, Coach Cower, which means Al Davis's fellows get the trip to New Orleans to face the St. Louis Rams. Uh, considering the Raiders and Rams both spent some time in Los Angeles, the two teams' respective SoCal fan bases would have waged war under the palm trees. Bad religion would have gotten their wish, because no matter who won the game, L.A. would have burned. It would have been like Chuck Heston at the start of Omega Man, driving around the empty streets. And by the way, the Rams would have won, and that would have meant Kurt Warner has his second ring and a guaranteed bust in Canton. Even with the loss, John Gruden would have been in better standing with Al Davis, so he'd have stayed in Oakland instead of getting traded away to the Bucks. And without Gruden, Tampa Bay wouldn't have been able to get to the Super Bowl the following season to beat the Raiders. Why? Because Gruden would have been, wouldn't have been on their sideline. He'd have been on the Raiders' sideline. The Patriots, meantime, never break through. Drew Bledsoe resumes his spot as New England starting quarterback the following season. Tom Brady doesn't become a legend and doesn't marry Giselle, who instead gets hitched to the game's best QB and becomes Giselle Manning. Then again, maybe we go back two more years to the 99 NFC title game to make the right call on the catch by Tampa Bay's Burt Emanuel against the Rams. In that case, that great Bucks defense and quarterback Sean King go to the Super Bowl, beat the Titans, giving the world Mrs. Giselle King. Or maybe she just gets hung up on a certain fellow's rugged good looks, boyish charm, and sultry voice, and becomes Giselle Damashek. Done and done. And that's how you play the NFL. Harrison, want to shoot any holes in that? Can I, can I get this one? Yes. What? What's your problem? Giselle Damashek. So be it. Listen. The, the, you had me until that point. <laughs> All right. Uh, but uh, you see, that's the point. You, if he doesn't win that one game, but Just Tom Brady. Just when I thought I was over you. <laughs> yeah, if I, that's, what, that, that's what I knew I fell for Harrison. If I didn't get lost <laughs> in them dreamy baby blues of his, it was when he struck up just out of the blue in the office yesterday. He started singing like he and we ended up doing a duet. If ever I'm in your arms again, this, this time, time I love you much better. Pebo Bryson. If eight, ever eight you're list. in my arms again, this time I'll love you forever. This time I'll never end, never end. Every ass cap law was just violated right there. I don't even know what you mean. <laughs> all right, so did we did we achieve anything here? Did we figure it all out? The best so quarterback. What happen- so what happens to Tom Brady at that point? Do they does he go to Buffalo? I just told you. Yeah, I don't know. No. Yeah, Tom Brady would have been uh, would have been a successful backup. He could have been very much like Kevin Cobb. You know, he would have been. Well, we saw a nice. Uh, we saw a, a glimmer of. Uh, of promise in this guy, who knows where he would have wound up? Would he be the New England quarterback? Do you suppose? I think he would have because I never. I mean, if that's a serious 
volley right there. I think that uh, I don't think Belichick was ever a Bledsoe guy. I think mm. Bob Kraft was, mm-hmm. but I don't think Belichick. They, you know, they signed Bledsoe, I believe, in 2000 to a pretty big deal. And Kraft was so excited. He was beaming, you know, at the press conference. And, and uh, Brady, I think, was always Belichick's guy. I don't I'm not saying that when they drafted him, I don't think he was Belichick's guy. But I think as Belichick got to see more of Bledsoe, you got to understand that Belichick wasn't there in 97, 98, 99. So when he came in 2000, he got to see Bledsoe day in and day out. And frankly, when Bill had been there as defensive coordinator back in 96 under Parcells, Bledsoe was a lot better player. I mean, 94, 95, 96 was really the heyday. Bledsoe was one of those rare guys. Think about it. Very rarely do you think of a quarterback being great in his second, third, and fourth year and not very good in his 10th year. Usually mm-hmm. it goes the other mm-hmm. way around. Right. Bledsoe was awesome. Remember that game against Miami? Sure. Listen, right. one, 94. I think it's the Carson Palmer effect. I think, you know, exactly. both of the, Perfect the, something they, their, their arms just wore out. I mean, Carson Palmer, in fact, we know his arm. The, the idea that Carson Palmer has any value right now going forward, I think that if a team would have taken him, if the 49ers would have given up a, a first or a second round draft pick since he should have taken him up on that. But I think that anybody who would grab Carson Palmer would be disappointed because if you've seen him throw a sideline route, he just cannot get the ball out there with the zip he used to. But I think that same thing. So something about watching Drew Bledsoe, who once had a rocket for a right arm in the later years, it was sort of, it was so labored his throwing motion. Something was wrong with him. And and I think the little tiny bit of mobility and footwork that he had in the mid nineties was not there. Agreed. Also, we kind of skipped over the loathsomeness of having a Super Bowl week with Georgia Frontieri and Al Davis being paraded about in front of the NFL world. <laughs> well, uh, here's what we've learned, I think, is that uh, Tony Romo having a hide-and-go-seek party is pretty creepy. Yeah. That's weird. Just that's a weird. touch. If, if nothing else, Harrison, that's our takeaway message. And, um, Harrison, you're going to be, we had your pal Fabiano yesterday, your partner on the upcoming fantasy a podcast, which starts next Wednesday. People can be on the lookout for that. Also, Monday through Friday, the fantasy show on NFL.com. And uh, we, we got to have you back in because we got a kibitz about uniforms. I want to do. You're a great historian of the game. For a young fella, you know you, you know your business. And I want to talk best games ever. That was a fun conversation we had yesterday. Can we'll we talk that. about Marty Lyons giving him the business down there? I love it. Yeah, we'll talk about that. That's a, a, the greatest uh, uh Referee quote in the history Red of the Cashin, fo- I believe. Red Cashin. Is that who it was? Giving, who giving him the business? Giving him the business. We'll talk about that. We, and I also, we de- I definitely got to bring you in for a conversation about um, about the uh, uh, the running backs, the franchise that has had the most great running backs in NFL history. That's going up on the— Carolina Panthers. That's it. That's correct. Uh, the- Tim Biakabatuka. Yeah, and you know, actually, you make your you crack your wise, but they've had some decent running backs. D'Angelo, Stephen Davis was solid for, for, for a team Davis. that hasn't been around very long. Yeah, Stephen Davis had some banners. John Foster, that's right. Yeah, they, they're, Foster. I'm trying to think of that. Well, the Jags actually are another relatively new franchise. You want some football trivia? The worst one is is the Texans. Football that's the end. They, they're the newest team, but they only have Aaron Foster. Hardcore football trivia. 1996 Panthers second year they were supposed to have Barry Foster and then they ended up cutting him before he ever even played for the team he had no will he had no spirit for the game well I tell you what he did commercials where he's like every yard I gain I'm the all-time you know franchise leader in rushing and then then he gets cut I mean he says in like this big braggadocious you know way I always thought that was hysterical but 1996 their second year they go to the NFC championship against the Packers right 
They had an Indianapolis Colts cast off run for a thousand yards. Who was it? Indianapolis Colts cast off rushed for a thousand yards. You say? Yep. Said Bailey. Wait, what was the? This one is ridiculously. Who hard. is it? Anthony Johnson. Anthony from Notre right. Dame. Yeah, the fullback from Notre Dame, number 22. Yeah, that's right. How about Good for that? you. A thousand yards he went a, for. A thousand That's kind of like, a, it's a great question. Uh, Kelly Trapuca had a, a renaissance in, in Carolina as well when he went to the Hornets in their first season. He had, a, he, had a, he had a gangbuster season. All right, so we'll do all that stuff with you coming up in, at, at a later date. But let's make it sooner rather than later. Hey, man, it was fun being here. Yeah, you, you had fun? I had fun. All right. What should our poll question be? Who who is the? We got to figure that out real quick. What's our What's a good question for that? What well, is a good, how the way to position this quarterback conversation? Who is the best Yankees flame out? Kevin Moss or Hensley Mullins? I'd say let's do Mike Pallarulo. Who does not belong? That's what I'm going to do. We'll We'll list six names and let's see who does not belong in the top five quarterback rankings. That's the way we'll do All it because right. I think we've boiled it down to five or six names. So we'll So we'll list them that way, and they shall be Brady. Manning, Roethlisberger, Rodgers, Lindicky, <laughs> Dieter Brock, and uh, and Drew Brees, and then we'll put Phil Rivers in there or Mike Vick. That's the call. Do we put Phil Rivers or or? I, I say Rivers, but I know that our readers on the site would just all right. So we'll kill take it up that. to six. We'll take it up to all seven right. names. We'll include Vick and Rivers. Okay, all right. That's what we'll do. Listen, Harrison, gangbusters uh, work out of you. It's a pleasure to to kibitz with you in here, and we'll uh, be looking for your all your work, your fine work on NFL.com. Speaking of which, be sure you take a look at the uh, Shame Report ranks pick sixes. Follow us at uh, Adam Rank at Damashek. Harrison, you got one of them Twitter accounts? No. No, times, fella. I, I thought about doing it for my fantasy team, uh, plantar smashiitis, and I just don't think they're worthy of a Twitter account. Your team isn't very good. And you can check that out at NFL.com, too. And also, uh, a programming note, be on the lookout for the uh, for the Dave Damashek blog, which launches on Monday. I know I said it was going to be on Tuesday of this week, but it got pushed back. But uh, for whatever, I don't know. But anyway, it'll be up there for your for your perusal on Monday, and I hope you'll uh, you'll investigate that. All right, listen, have a swell weekend, everybody. We're uh, we're a mere few days now from kickoff of uh, the 2011 season. We'll be back for more Huey and Applesauce later on. But in the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all new, all hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer, like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.